Well, hello, ladies, gentlemen, everyone listening in to today's podcast. Not really a full podcast. This is essentially an update show. Um, just talking about some current events and where you can find my coverage thereon. So that's what I want to talk about today. This isn't going to be a long one, maybe about 15 minutes in length or so, but I, I just want to uh, instruct you at least as to how you can listen and things of that nature and just some general thoughts. It is Tuesday, the 1st of March, 2022, 6.32 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm very wired on caffeine right now, so if you notice a shakiness in my voice, that's because I have an awful lot of caffeine in my system, but uh, I kind of needed that to, to get me going for the day. Hence, uh, well, I think that's kind of explanatory. Anyway, I said this on the radio on the 24th of um, February. These are the first words out of my mouth. And for those of you tuning in here, I'll, I'll do the same for you. I have no shame whatsoever in admitting, as for the Ukraine situation, I got it wrong. I got it completely and totally wrong. And uh, I have no shame in admitting uh, fault in that regard. So uh, absolutely, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. It did. And uh, evidently, at this uh, point in time, the uh, intel was right. You know, you go years and years with faulty intel saying that it's it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and then it never does. But you remember the old analogy that said a stopped clock is still right twice a day. And uh, in this case, all of the discussion about the troop build-up and possible invasion was indeed correct. And uh, obviously there's a lot going on in Ukraine right now. The largest full-scale war in Europe since World War II. And uh, it's one of those situations where there's so much going on, you can't really cover it in that conventional sense in terms of offering a roundup. So I can't even begin to explain the conflict to you right now, because there's, it's such a fluid situation, and there's so much going on, that it's difficult. So, what I want to do here is try to point you in the right direction as to where you can find coverage, and at least what I'm doing, if that is you want to hear my point of view, uh, where that can be found. What I've been doing since the conflict began, uh, which again was Thursday the 24th of February, that's when Russia began the invasion. As you know, I do the radio show, which uh, goes out four times a week, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening. What I have decided to do is... I have added an additional broadcast each week where I will be covering this as well. Uh, 
So what I try to do these days is I try to offer a daily roundup of coverage of the situation in Ukraine. And it's about 30 minutes in length every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday, and every Tuesday. It can be heard on shortwave radio every Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening on 5850 kHz. That's 5.850 MHz. Again, 5850 kHz at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific. 0200 UTC on 5850 kHz. That broadcast is beamed to North America. Now, starting on March 13th with Daylight Saving Time, uh, there will be a slight adjustment with that broadcast. It'll be moving to 10 p.m. Eastern, but until then, don't even worry about it. Just uh, know that you could find the show again Thursday through Sunday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 6 p.m. Pacific, 5850 kHz. That's 5850. Every Tuesday, I will be doing an additional broadcast every Tuesday afternoon at the time of 3 p.m. Eastern. That would be 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 o'clock noon Pacific. That's 20 hours UTC on the frequency of 15770 kilohertz. That's 15770 megahertz. So that's a special Tuesday broadcast. In each of these shows, I'll be there for the first 30 minutes. I do a roundup of the day's events. I talk about the latest developments in terms of the conflict, uh, both in terms of on-the-ground updates as to who controls what, uh, the latest fighting that has gone on, Western response, impacts on Russia, etc. I also try to cover some of the prominent, uh, whatever you want to call it, the prominent things going around on social media and try to uh, dispel some of the most prominent, blatant disinformation. Because unfortunately, as what happens in these sorts of things, uh, you get whatever you want to call it, propaganda, you get misinformation, disinformation, lies, fake news, that goes into overdrive. And unfortunately, the biases get extreme. And you see it on both sides. Um, You have, obviously, here in the West, a huge amount of uh, pro-Ukrainian sentiment. But I, I think that it almost, in a way, it gets to the point where you have literal fake news like the whole Ghost of Kiev thing. Did you know that that was made up by a bunch of guys on 4chan? But people keep promoting that, and you have supposedly reputable news outlets that 
it gets to the point where it's insane, saying that there's this legendary fighter ace that shot down 15 Russian planes, and people encourage it. They say, well, yeah, it's, it's fake news, but at least it's fake news that I agree with. You know, for people who cared so much about transparency in the media and their fact-checking, that seems awfully hypocritical if you ask me, I call it out on both sides. I call out the Russian propaganda, the Russian disinformation, but I'm not afraid to call out both sides of it. That's just what I do. I believe in honesty and transparency to the best of my abilities, and uh, that's another reason why I uh, broadcast on the shortwave. The coverage on the shortwave has been very well received, not to toot my own horn or anything, because I don't like doing that, but... Uh, the news coverage has been very, very well received by the listening audience, and uh, there seems to be unanimous agreement that it is indeed uh, impartial, and that's what I strive for. That's exactly what I strive for. Uh, I talk about where Russia has advanced in Ukraine, but I also will mention where it's verifiable that Ukraine has fended off the Russian troops. And uh, I just try my best to sift through the day's events, again, all of the the misinformation out there, and I try to find out what's real, what isn't, uh, so I can provide the most accurate update for you, the listening audience. Now, if you don't have a shortwave radio, there are still ways that you can listen. Um, most simply, I'm not even going to go through the whole spiel as to, you know, go search this on Google, go do that, find this link, type this in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, instead, just look in the description of this podcast, look at the links, look at the times, and click on them when it says to click on them, and there you go. That's how you could listen without um, without a radio. It might not be fresh off the presses uh, like it is when I do the broadcast, but it should still be a, a roundup that is still accessible to you uh, that you can listen to. So I advise you to uh, utilize those. Otherwise... Uh, a way that you can access the content much quicker and on demand, and you can listen and re-listen to your heart's content, uh, is on Patreon, but it, admittedly there is a paywall in place that needs to be there, though. In order to even do the show, <laughs> it's not cheap, and uh, without that I wouldn't even be able to do this on a platform where I feel like I won't get crucified for just speaking the damn truth about a situation, because otherwise, you know, you're supposed to say this, you're supposed to say that, blah, 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 etc., etc., and uh, I'm so sick and tired of it, so thanks to everyone that supports it on Patreon, it's able to keep this initiative going, but uh, if it is something that is of interest to you, like I said, I don't expect people to just go ahead and fork anything over. That's why I'm not saying, oh, for God's sake, it's just this. I want money. I want money. And uh, pounding my fists on the table, demanding that you do this so you could listen to it. That's why, <laughs> what did I say? The first words out of my mouth are the ways that you could listen free of charge. But uh, if you would prefer to keep it going and, and listen with a paywall in place, um, you could find it at patreon.com slash the report of the week. That's patreon.com slash the report of the week. Again, the link to that is in the uh, is in the description of this show.
I'm sorry for, uh, you know, my tone or any of that today. I'm, I've been going through a lot this last uh, few weeks, stuff that it's too personal to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. But, um, compounded with everything that's going on in the world, there's just a lot going on right now, and, um, there's nothing more that I could say or want to say about it. uh, There's a lot going on. But I'm trying to balance everything, and, uh, like I said, this is a conflict that I am doing my best to cover, and there are ways to hear my coverage, um, but again, all the roundups are posted on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the report of the week. I don't like charging for anything, but if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to even get this out the way that I want to get it out. Hence that. But uh, I don't expect people to, to fork anything over. I'm just saying if you want to, it's there. But otherwise, the ways you could listen free of charge, again, on the International Shortwave, 5850 kilohertz. 9 p.m. Eastern every Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening, and on Tuesday afternoons, 15770 kilohertz at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And again, you'll get a detailed daily analysis, about 30 minutes worth of that, uh, in each of those broadcasts. Now, likewise, a few general thoughts on uh, the situation in Ukraine. Obviously, this is a full-scale war between Russia and Ukraine, but by and large, it has turned into a proxy war between uh, NATO and Russia. I don't think that there's going to be World War III. That's why I apologized for saying that the... uh, I, I legitimately didn't think that Russia was actually going to go in, but I still think that any World War III assertions are pure BS. And uh, I think the whole stuff about the nukes was political posturing on the part of Vladimir Putin. And uh, I don't think that there's any intention to, uh, to use them. Looking purely by the numbers, by the equipment, etc., people aren't going to like this, but I don't care. Go send me a hate message to vorwinfo at gmail.com. I'd love to hear it. But looking at the numbers, looking at the equipment, etc., purely by that, um, Russia does have the upper hand. And we're three days into this conflict. You have all of these people whose knowledge or understanding of war purely comes from video games and movies and they think that these sorts of things are supposed to be said and done with in, what, like 12 hours or something, which is, uh, which is nonsense. I do believe that, that Russia thought uh, that this was going to be a very quick conflict, and I think uh, Ukraine is putting up much more resistance than expected, and uh, there's definitely truth to that. But the fact that people actually think that just because Kiev has not fallen in three days means that all of a sudden Russia is losing dramatically is uh, wishful thinking, in my opinion. Because looking at the manpower, looking at the arsenal, etc., Russia does have the upper hand here. And 
they will not be deterred by the sanctions. If anything, I am willing to make the assertion that at this point, with the sanctions being as harsh as they are, and the impact that they've had on Russia at this point, and the, the utter collapse of the ruble, ask yourself this question. With everything at this point that's been done to Russia, what do they have to lose? What reason do they have to stop right now? Do you, do you think that just because Russia, if Russia decides to stop the offensive, is, are we all going to be buddies again? Is the world going to suddenly say, oh, all right, all right, Mr. Putin, you know, yeah, I know you did that, but, but you're a cool guy now, and uh, we're going to lift all the sanctions, and everything's going to be back to normal, and we're all going to be hunky-dory at this point. Of course not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So what motivation does Russia have to stop at this point? I, I have a feeling at this point they say, well, what the hell? They've gone all out. Our economy is crashing. Our currency is essentially worthless. If we stop right now, everything is still going to be just as bad in terms of the impact to our country. So what the hell, may as well just take Ukraine while we're at it. I mean, what, what, what do we have to lose at this point? They've done everything that they pretty much can against us. So uh, may as well just keep this going and, and get it over with. That's my opinion, anyway. Uh, there have been some talks on the, the border of uh, Belarus uh, between Ukrainian officials and Russian officials, but the talks did not amount to anything the other day. And, uh, you know, that's kind of to be expected. There will be more talks. Will those amount to anything? Maybe, maybe not, but... It seems at this point that Russia is not backing down and, and the offensive will probably continue. And uh, that's just my opinion. But like I was saying, in terms of the whole situation, uh, Russia is making progress into Ukraine. I think at this point it's, it's clear that their objective is to capture Kiev, but uh, they may very well just go for the entire country at this point. And what seems to be the case, especially for the major cities such as Kiev, Kharkiv, Sumy, and Mariupol, uh, it's a similar strategy for all of them. Encircle the cities, bombard them, and uh, try to snuff them out that way. So they've been, they've been attempting for days to uh, encircle Kiev, uh, unsuccessfully because, again, I believe anyway that the Ukrainian forces are providing much stiffer resistance than was initially expected. I, I do think that the first day Russia was hoping to use uh, so-called shock and awe tactics to uh, immediately overwhelm Ukraine and hope that the troops would all just kind of surrender, uh, like what happened with the Taliban advance in Afghanistan. Instead, Ukraine is putting up one hell of a fight, and... That's undeniable. So, the areas I think where the biggest resistance has been uh, is the city of Kharkiv in uh, northeastern Ukraine. They have been really, uh, really going at it, and also in Kiev. So, uh, those two have really been a lot of resistance against the Russian forces, 
I think, though, in the coming days, Russia is going to make a very serious push, maybe even today, to try to do something with Kiev. Uh, there have been reports of these absolutely massive convoys. You know, you, you want to talk about a convoy, let's talk about the Russian uh, military convoy uh, headed over to Kiev, where it's almost a 40-kilometer-long convoy of tanks and trucks and all of this. And, uh, I mean, you're talking thousands and thousands of troops right there. And uh, I think that's going to be a very serious push. I think the casualties on both sides... I was explaining this on the radio. When you look at any conflict, each side tries to portray that they're winning and the other side is losing. And, uh, you know, the problem is that a lot of people unconditionally support one side or the other, so they take the claims at complete face value, and they don't even question anything. So, for instance, you have reports that say, well, we think that there's uh, 15,000 dead Russians and only 40 dead Ukrainians, and that's, that's nonsense. It's just as nonsensical as saying the opposite. Uh, I would say that there's definitely deaths into the thousands, well into the thousands on the Russian side, as well as the Ukrainian side, and in terms of Ukrainian civilians. It's a bloody conflict, and uh, with there being no signs of stopping, uh, the deaths will not stop, either the deaths and the destruction. I, uh, in terms of the conflict, I feel bad for the people of Ukraine, the innocent civilians caught up in this who were just trying to live their lives and are now caught, uh, caught in this awful war. And, uh, I think rumor has it that there were about 600,000 Ukrainians fleeing the country. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. I, uh, it's a brutal conflict. I hope for peace. I hope that all of the talks will uh, amount to something, but that seems unlikely. And uh, this may drag on for a while. What what may happen is, uh, given the way things are going, eventually Russia will capture Kiev. They will take over all of the major cities, and they may take over the entirety of Ukraine. And then the question is going to be, what next? Uh, will there be isolated guerrilla warfare in the country? Maybe. Uh, will things kind of settle down? Maybe that will be the case, but I don't think that this is... It seems, anyway, that this isn't going to end uh, until Russia does control the country. And that's just the reality of the situation, whether people want to hear it or not. Because, to tell you the blunt truth... Ukraine is putting up one heck of a fight. Like I said, more so than I think Russia anticipated. But in the end, Russia is still continuing their advance in Ukraine. And the Ukrainians are outgunned, and they are outmanned. And while they are putting up quite a fight, it's not going to stop Russia. And as a result, I think things are just going to get worse and worse and worse in terms of the humanitarian situation in that country. And things are going downhill fast, and uh, we're just at the beginning. So we'll see. I hope the talks amount to something, but at this point, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be over until uh, the aforementioned Russian objectives are achieved.
Now, on one other note, and uh, then again, like I said, for just a detailed update each uh, each day, I recommend you listen into the radio show via the means that we discussed. There were some polls released in the United States saying that some 60% of people think that the U.S. should be intervening militarily against Russia, i.e., we should have troops in Ukraine fighting directly against uh, Russian troops. And I don't know if the people who answered that poll are just stupid, or if they're suicidal, or maybe a little bit of both, because for all those of you who really want war that badly, you want to talk about World War III, that's how you get World War III. It's easy for you to sit there and say, well, we have to do something militarily, we have to fight Russia hand to hand, while you're sitting there in the comfort of your house, miles and miles and miles away from the conflict. But go think about that for a minute, when this country and everything you know, you love, and care about is being destroyed. So it's easy for you to sit there and say that when you just get to sit there and watch it on television, guzzling down your beards, but uh, when it gets close to home, think about that. There's a reason why the Western powers are limiting the intervention to purely sanctions and the financial repercussions as well as supplying arms to Ukraine, but not military intervention, because they realize anything more, that will be World War III, and that is not going to happen, because perhaps while it seems a plurality of the general public does not, at least the people in charge have a sense of self-preservation for their countries, and understand in terms of the greater good of things, you know, otherwise there would be nukes flying. But for people who really want to help out, there's ways that you can. There's things that you could do, causes you can donate to, things, items that you can donate. And if you want to fight that badly, then go join the International Battalion. Ukraine is calling right now for international mercenaries to go over there and, uh, and fight. So, for the people sitting there demanding that the U.S. should go to war with Russia over this, if you want, if you want war, then go fight it. You can right now. I, if that's what you want to do, Ukraine is actively calling for help. So that's your prerogative. But you have these people just, it seems like they're, they're demanding a U.S. military intervention, but then they, they want war so bad between the U.S. and Russia, but they themselves aren't going to do a damn thing to help. A lot of that, with all due respect, in my opinion, is all talk. It's an impulsive, emotional reaction, with some people not thinking it through. So anyway, a few thoughts, an update, and a way to uh, hear my coverage of the situation. And, uh, again, just, it, it baffles me. I don't think people understand the actual repercussions. Um, if we were to engage Russia militarily, what that would actually spell. I think people have this deluded sense of, uh, we're America, you know, we can, we can kick anyone's ass. And in terms of a direct engagement, let's say, let's say there's full-scale war between the U.S. and Russia. Maybe the U.S. will win, but don't think that your precious neighborhood will be untouched by it. Indeed, with a few exceptions, the U.S., uh, for, for at least a while, 
has had the luxury of being untouched by these sorts of wars and conflicts, but don't think that that'll last forever. And a good way to see that precedent come to an end would be by fighting against Russia. You might say that's very dark of you to say, no, it's the truth. And I just hope people do not find that out the hard way. Because believe me, you do that, you're sure going to. All right, so again, final rundown. You want to hear the coverage on my program, detailed analysis, reports, unbiased and impartial. Remember, on the shortwave radio, you could jot this down if you have a pen and paper. Otherwise, look in the description. Shortwave, 5850 kilohertz to North America, 9 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening. And on 15770 kilohertz, 3 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday afternoon. With daylight saving time starting on uh, Sunday the 13th, uh, from Sunday, March 13th onward, and we'll talk about that more later, uh, the broadcast will then be heard every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern on 5850 kHz, and at 4 p.m. Eastern on 15770 kHz every Tuesday, so think of it this way. On and after Sunday the 13th, everything moves one hour later. But um, before then, just focus on the first uh, schedule that I gave. Anyway, everything's going to be in writing in the description there. Just some few thoughts, and uh, there's too much to discuss otherwise. It's one of those things, it's just stuff going on everywhere. So that's why I'm just turning you to the daily, essentially the daily broadcasts that I do and the roundup provided therein, which gets a lot more specific. Uh, is much more timely and up-to-date. All right, that's all for now, and uh, just a few thoughts. Thanks for listening. This is VORW.